Hey, how you doing? Good, I hope. Today's episode is going to be about stocks, trading versus investing. There is a difference, and if you don't know, stay tuned and you'll find out. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into, I say this in pretty much every one of my podcasts, but that's because this is, I mean, I still haven't done 10 podcasts. I'm laying the foundation for you guys right now. Let's let's build a strong, sturdy foundation, and then once the foundation is set, then we can go uh, uh, laterally. We can build on what we've on what we've already got done. Um, I can't like I can't go too deep into a specific trading strategy if ninety percent of my listeners don't know anything about trading. Maybe they want to learn, but if I'm talking over their head from the start, then I'm not doing them any any favors. I'm not doing them any justice. So let me get this foundation through first, and if, if you're an experienced trader or an experienced investor, seasoned, maybe even sophisticated, or what they call an accredited investor, uh, st- check it out. See if I, there's anything I mentioned that you didn't know or, or whatever. Maybe you learn a thing or two. Uh, otherwise, just stay tuned, and I promise I'll get to the deeper material. I promise I'll get to the meat. We're, we're in the milk right now. We'll get to the meat. Uh, also, I got some new developments to that I want to bring up. Uh, the first is I don't know anything about Patreon, but I had a couple friends uh, refer me to Patreon. Said that it, you know it'd be a good thing to set up for the community. I can offer rewards and and that sort of thing. So I did. Uh, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Drew Talks Business. Lowercase, no spaces. Obviously, it's a URL. Um, and you can donate there. I think right now I have three rewards. Probably going to set up more eventually. Depends uh, on what feedback I get from you guys. But So the first one right now is just to access all the extra content that will be on Patreon. It's just a dollar a month. Uh, not much at all. Or maybe five. It's something cheap. It's not much at all. The next one is... Uh, uh, the next tier is for... Uh, either contacting me with email, maybe a live chat that I'm going to do, something like that. It's to participate in that so you can actually contact me when I do those and, and be a part of it, uh, participate in it. And then the top tier, I believe, is uh, $100 a month. And the, the second and third tier, limited participants, just because it involves me and my time, I don't have an unlimited amount of time. I can't have 10,000 people sign up for something and then not have time to get to everybody. I'm not going to do that to you guys. It's not about the money. It's about you guys. Um, but at the same time, I have to justify it to uh, to my wife and my family as to why I'm not spending that time with them. So, uh, anyways, yeah, the third tier is, uh, I think, quarterly. I offer one-on-one personal... Uh, uh, personal Skype calls or FaceTime, anything like that. Uh, but yeah, just go check them out. I'm not doing this any justice. Uh, like I said, it's new. Just check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Drew Talks Business. The next one is I'm super excited about, and that is my new relationship with Gold Money. They're not an official sponsor of the show yet, but. We uh we have a, we, we're we're starting to build a relationship. I've got a promo code for you guys to use if you go sign up. Let me first explain a little bit about what Gold Money is. I just found out about them about six months ago, and was 
I was blown away that they've been around so long and I, I hadn't heard of them yet. Um, gold Money, you can go to it and check it out while I'm talking about it if you want to. Goldmoney.com. It's a, it's a Toronto, Canada-based company. Uh, it, it's, it's a bank, but instead of housing your dollars, they house gold. They house your gold, and you can do all of your banking, satisfy all of your banking needs through them with gold. So you're no longer exposed to the fluctuations of the dollar or whatever currency you're using. You don't have to be a U.S. citizen, obviously. They're a Canadian company. You could be in Australia or the U.K., anywhere like that. Um, but so, and, and you, can, you can set up your personal account with them. You can set up a savings account. You can have a joint account with your spouse. You could even have a business account. I have a personal account there, and I have a business account there. Uh, the business account works just like a regular business account, and even better than some of the business accounts that I've experimented with. You can send invoices. You can receive invoices. Uh, you can do direct deposit. If you have employees that elect to do direct deposit, you can pay via direct deposit. Uh, you can do transfers. You can receive incoming transfers. If uh, sorry about that. If uh, if you like, in your personal account, you can accept direct deposits from your employers. And uh, the beautiful thing, the what I love about it the most is, so you get a debit card connected to your account, just like you do a regular bank account. If you want, you can go straight baller on their ass and upgrade to a solid gold debit card. And it's, it's solid gold, literally worth its weight in gold. You, you, ha you have to pay for it, but only the cost of the gold. So what it weighs in gold is what you're paying for it. Literally worth its weight in gold. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Feels better than any credit or debit card out. Even the, the top tier best credit card in the world, it feels so much. It doesn't feel as good as holding solid gold in your hand. It's amazing. Uh, and they've got a, a great... Uh, uh, website for both desktop and mobile. They also got a good um, mobile application that I love. It. You can do everything you need from it. And they just recently, this is genius. I love this. Now I'm not a fan of Bitcoin, but I like that they did this. They they've started accepting Bitcoin uh, transfers, so you can fund your account with Bitcoin and then use it. And it's not just gold. It's you can use it to buy gold, silver, platinum, palladium, any of the precious metals. Uh, and the reason I like that is because, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Bitcoin. So when the Bitcoin bubble pops, everybody's going to want something to do with their gold or with their Bitcoin. Um, well, the majority of people claim that the reason they like Bitcoin is because it's not controlled by a government. It's not uh, 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 regulated by a central bank. It's not manipulated like that. Well, neither is gold. They like Bitcoin because it's mined. Guess where that idea comes from? Gold. So people that have a Bitcoin account and when the bubble starts to pop and they need somewhere to move those funds to and they don't want to go back to a traditional bank account, they don't want to go back to traditional currency, you can go to gold. And then you get to spend and you they'll anybody that's with any crypto right now could transfer into gold money buy whatever precious metals they want to and immediately start spending that and using that more than they currently are their Bitcoin. I can literally pay any bill I want to with uh, with my gold money uh, uh, debit card. Just swipe it, use the card number, whatever. I pay my employees with it. <clears throat> they get direct deposit into their account with it. Uh, we can get 
uh, direct deposit for for our salaries that way it's it's awesome it's a beautiful thing uh, I'm pretty sure the link is uh, goldmoney.com forward slash drew talks biz that's all lowercase uh, one word no spaces and uh, but if that's just in case that's not the link if you just go to gold money's website goldmoney.com it gives you the option to enter a referral code just drew talks biz biz all lowercase no spaces uh, what that does it gets you a discount on any of your storage or delivery fees and so this these precious metals are housed in actual uh, like Brinks or Loomis vaults all around the world so the top tier security where government houses theirs uh, it, it doesn't get any more secure than that Brinks has been around for a long time and uh, anytime you want to accept you can accept delivery it's not just on paper you don't just own gold on paper when you fund that and you buy that gold uh, you get assigned gold within that vault you choose which vault houses your gold and you get gold assigned to you in that vault in, the, in that vault uh, and you can take delivery on that anytime you want to it'll be delivered right to your house by Brinks or Loomis or whoever uh, whichever vault you elect you choose not them whichever vault you choose to to store the gold in that'll be the service that delivers it to you and I think the fee on deliveries it's already really cheap it's like point zero zero five percent of the transaction but uh, you can cut that in half by using my my promo code it's a it's a beautiful thing and uh, also the uh, storage fees get uh they they'll uh they'll just completely remove those storage fees be no storage fees as long as you use the debit card at to spend or receive not just the debit card as long as you use your account as long as you use the 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 value of your account the gold in your account to either you either receive 0.005% or spend 0.005% as long as you're moving that much around then that 0.005% fee is uh, uh, annexed. That you don't have to worry about paying it. It's, just, it's banking for free. And Wells Fargo can't even say that. They charge me $15 a month. Regardless of balance, they charge you $15 a month. Regardless of activity, they charge you $15 a month. Well, that adds up. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like gold money. I'm super excited about that relationship. And this is the beauty of podcasting. I get the filter what advertisements you guys have to sit through listen to who you're exposed to on YouTube it could be a scam that that plays at the start of my video and then you might link that to me and think I'm associated with them I'm not on YouTube creators don't get to choose what advertisements run before they vid their video they just get to choose whether or not they run before the video on podcasts I get to filter those love it but anyways let's jump right into this podcast episode 8 uh, stocks trading versus investing um I, this is a pretty deep topic and like like I'm running into with a lot of these podcasts right now I'm just I'm just laying the foundation on because this podcast is going to cover uh, a broad range of topics pretty much everything that you should have learned in high school but they just don't teach for whatever reason or most public schools don't teach for whatever reason uh and i i can't go into i can't go in depth on everything right away because 
if if you already have a good foundational knowledge on all this and I go into the meat of maybe one specific topic, like the taxes on this, even though I'm not a tax professional, uh, you may be interested in that, but I'm going to lose a lot of the, the people who just want to learn the basics and are just getting their feet wet. Uh, they'll just get lost in the in the noise of it. So I really don't want that to happen. So I'm going to break it down. And a lot of these uh, first, I don't know how many, and I can't give you a number, but a lot of these first podcasts are going to be uh, uh, general knowledge, uh, kind of a, an introductory thing. And then once the foundation has been laid, we'll go in-depth on a lot more of these topics. And I specifically want to wait and go in-depth when we have guests that specialize in that particular area. Like if we were going to go in-depth on uh, capital gains tax, I would love to have a CPA who specializes in capital gains tax and that sort of thing. Um, that's that's not the type of uh, tax advice that you can generally get from H&R Block. I tell all of uh, anybody I know that's just a retail trader uh, trading for themselves and blah, 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 you know, don't, don't take that. If you're making good money in the market... Don't take your taxes to H&R Block. Don't try to do it on TurboTax. Hire a CPA. The money that you pay the CPA, you should definitely be saving more than he's costing he him or her is costing you. Uh, that's just my two cents on that. But so, anyways, let's jump into this. I'm gonna start off by just explaining a little bit about about each trading and investing and that'll help you get an idea of the differences um trading is a it's it's when you're in a position for a short amount of time uh there it could be it's it's always less than a year less than 365 days but and i'll go into the types of traders in in just a minute but just know that trading is generally defined as, you know, less you're in a position for less than a year. Um, and tra- trading is, it's a skill that's normally used to generate income by time in the market. You're picking the tops and the bottoms. Um, getting in low, getting out high, or getting in high and getting out low. Depending on whether or not you're, you're long or short the position. And what that means is, if you're long, that means you bought to open the position, and therefore you think that the price is going to go up. You're going to profit when the price goes up. Uh, if you're short a position or a stock or whatever, then you open the position, you entered the position by selling first, and then you'll be buying at a later time to close the position. Yes, for those of you who are new to this, you can do that. I know it's not something that's widely talked about but you can do that you can sell to open a position and then buy at a later date and it works just in reverses what you would normally think you sell at what you think is the top and then at a later date later time you buy those shares back which is also known as covering and hopefully the price fell after you sold it and you bought it at a lower price therefore you made money if if the opposite happens, you sell first, price runs up, and then you you cover, then you buy, then you lost money. Uh, you have to learn your lesson, reevaluate, go at it again. Uh, but trading normally includes more risk 
there's a lot of there's a lot of traders who would argue against this but as far as market theory goes and this is all you need to know about that the the regulators require that that's a requirement that's a that's a general theory accepted theory trading generally uh, includes more risk that's absolutely true you can try to justify it all you want to but risk is directly correlated with reward how much you can make is directly correlated to how much you can lose that's why people who uh, take the chance on a get-rich-quick scheme uh, generally always lose their ass it's there may be I mean, there may have been the opportunity to get very rich or make a lot of money off of that but there's an equal chance that you're just gonna lose the money it's it's the nature of it risk is correlated to reward so for you guys that say there's no more risk in trading than there is investing well if that's the case then there's no more potential reward for it and you're just doing a lot more work for the same reward so well, you pick one or the other you can't have both um and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong at all i i trade some assets i'm not strictly just an investor i do trade some assets but i'm not delusional to the point that i think that they both carry the same amount of risk um in trading you can either be long or short i don't explain that uh investing you're usually just long a position uh you just buy to open a position <clears throat> uh trading is is usually more there's usually more chart-based analysis used uh that's referred to as technical analysis you've got indicators on your screen your chart and support and resistance levels that's levels of high demand or high supply uh you're you, trading is just using a lot of times the the traders will use charts a lot more than investors do uh but it can include some high volatility events. You can have traders taking advantage of uh, economic releases and, and earnings reports and that sort of thing. Uh, but it's it's still just to get in and out real quick, using that volatility hopefully to their advantage. Uh, and since since positions are open and closed within a year with trading, you'll uh, you'll likely have to pay short-term capital gains if you find a way to get around that be sure to let me know because i haven't found one yet either unless you're there there is the possibility depending on how you did your taxes previous year there is the possibility to write off previous year's losses in order to avoid the capital gains tax on the current year or future years uh again i need to have a, a CPA that specializes in this to, to really explain that to you guys. Uh, I, I don't act as my own CPA, so don't think that I'm a professional in this. I pay somebody to do that for me. Uh, this this stuff gets complicated, trust me. Um, <clears throat> but so short-term capital gains, uh, when you open and close a position within a year, uh, that profit gets added into your income and it's taxed at your regular income rate. So, you know, if you're making, if you're taxed at, if your normal rate's 25%, your capital gains is going to get taxed at 25%. So that's just the nature of the beast. 
Um, trading normally involves a lot more of your time and energy. Uh, can be a lot more work because with trading, you don't just set a position. Come with all right. So investing, you set a position, you do your analysis before you get into it. You you pay attention to it while you're in it. But but with trading. You have to sit and look at that screen. You're watching the price, seeing what it's doing. What's what's it like, especially scalpers, people that are in and out of positions really quick. You're sitting and looking at that screen the entire time. You're not making money if you're not looking at your screen. Uh, that's generally how that goes. I'm, I can't bundle everybody into it because there's, there's algorithmic trading, there's computer trading, there's uh, the there are different market orders that where the broker or your platform will enter and exit you out of positions based on uh uh parameters that you set but generally speaking it takes a lot more of your time it's a lot more work um and traders are strongly impacted by the daily market cycles uh that's important we'll touch again on that in a minute uh, types of traders, there's four main types of traders. I don't think anybody would really mention any outside of these four, uh, except for computers and EAs and algos and high frequency trading systems and stuff. If you're, let me, and while I'm, while I mentioned high frequency trading, uh, high frequency trading is trading even faster than a scalper. A lot of scalpers that I hear, a lot of retail traders who are scalpers will refer to their system as high frequency trading. If you're manually entering and exiting a position, if you're clicking your mouse or your keyboard or a button on your keyboard or whatever, you're calling your broker even, you're not high frequency trading. High frequency trading is like, they average they they get in and out of 10 positions within the blink of an eye on average that's high frequency trading it it requires uh, a super fast internet connection uh algorithms um preferably a server that's closely located to the exchange to reduce the amount of time that it takes to com for the for that information to even be communicated over the internet so just don't make the mistake of thinking because you execute 20 trades a day you're a high frequency trader you're not that's not what that they're not people aren't talking about you when they say that uh but the four types of traders are uh position trader and, and positions position traders are normally uh holding a position for months up to a year which or right under a year be 364 days uh a swing trader is a trader that holds positions from a matter of days to up to weeks or a couple weeks. Um, position traders are the closest to investors of all the traders. Uh, swing traders getting closer, but not quite there. Um, so a swing trader, you're in a position from a matter of days to a matter of weeks. A day trader it's a position that's held throughout the day with no overnight positions. If you held the position overnight, you held the trade overnight, that then becomes a swing. It's no longer considered a day trader in general terminology and investing or market lingo. Um, and then finally, there's the scalpers, a scalp trader. Positions are held for seconds to minutes with apps with no overnight positions. 
uh, scalpers are trying to get the just the smallest of moves. Uh, maybe when a candle wicks up, they're looking for that little bit of a reversal and a pullback when the market's fluctuating two, three, four, five, six, ten, fifteen pips max. Uh, and a pip is regardless of the instrument that you're investing in or trading, it's the smallest increment that it moves. Uh, so yeah, scalpers are, they're just getting a handful of pips, just five or 10. Your day traders are normally getting uh, 20 to 30, sometimes 40 in a position, rarely though. Swing traders are normally getting 30, 40, 50 uh, in a position, sometimes more. If, if it's a really good position and it moves fast. Position traders are 50 and up. Uh, 150, 250, 300, 400, 500. I've seen crazy big uh, pip counts on uh, a position trade. And uh, a pips, the term pip is just used to explain, like I said, the smallest increment move uh, of an asset or a investment instrument. And it... It's generally used to help calculate profit. You know how much one pip is worth in dollars based on your position size. <laughs> so when you say you made 15 pips, you can do the math real quick. 15 times X is your profit. Um, won't go into that anymore right now in this episode, but uh, just so that you get familiar with that term. Uh, so we went over trading and types of traders. Let's do investing now investing is a it's normally a buy and hold strategy uh there's different reasons to buy uh value investing is one of the most popular ones uh warren buffett made it famous you're looking for value you're looking for a stock that's on a discount that the market hasn't currently priced in its accurate value you think it's your math and analysis shows that it should be worth more the stock price currently at 10 you think it should be at 15 you're getting it on sale, five dollar sale. So you get in now, the market with the hopes that the market eventually catches up to that value. It's a buy and hold strategy. You're not in and out of a lot of positions. You're buying and holding uh, for over a year, 365 days or more. Um, like I said, with trading, it's a it's a skill of generating income by time in the market. Investing is an art of creating wealth. By, by compounding interest and dividends. Let me say that again. Trading is a skill of generating income by timing the market, by picking tops and bottoms. Investing is an art of creating wealth by compounding interest and dividends. Investing builds wealth. Investing normally, like, oh, done covered this it normally it's normally over uh a year but it can't even be decades uh you, you i'm sure warren buffett has positions that he's held for 10 15 years maybe even longer than that 20 30 who knows some long positions uh the longest position i've had in my portfolio uh well there's a couple of them uh just to name a few pepsi and coke apple google uh, Amazon, I'm pretty sure Netflix is included in it. I've held it for 10 years next year. So it's, it's nine years this year or no, it'll be, no, it just passed the 10 year anniversary. My apology. Uh, 
just past the 10 year anniversary. Uh, but yes, yeah, so investing is you're holding position for a long amount of time. Uh, and it, it, and it generally involves less risk than trading. Uh, it can be because of the quality. A lot of times traders are looking for volatile companies that are rather cheap so they can buy a lot of shares. Uh, a dollar move on a company that's worth $100 is 1%. A dollar move on a company worth $10 is 10%. So just because of the quality of the company, there's that's one aspect of why trading is considered to be more risky. Uh, but you've also got to factor in trading fees and commissions, the taxes, like I said. Uh, but because investing generally involves less risk, it also generally offers less potential return. Um, the analysis for investing is based more on fundamentals. Earnings reports, price to earnings ratio, uh, also known as the PE ratio, management decisions and management forecasts, moves that the company's make, making, uh, th there's just less weight given to technical analysis. There's less weight given to the charts. Uh, some, some, some investors don't bother to look at the charts at all. They don't care. Others just simply look at it for the basics, just entries and exits or where support and resistance, uh, where are my areas of interest, that sort of thing. They, it's a naked chart, no indicators. Uh, but investing, buy and hold strategies, they use fundamentals. It's rooted in fundamentals. Um, and since positions are held for, for over a year, it's subject to long-term capital gains. So trading, since it was less than a year, that the term was short-term capital gains, and it's ta it's added to your, your regular income and tax, whatever that is. Um, investing is uh, subject to long-term capital gains. The IRS gives a tax gives essentially a tax break to encourage long-term investments into companies. They don't want to see the in-and-out moves just catching the moves off the charts and stuff. They want they want to encourage investment into the company. It's good for the economy. Uh, and the, the way that it goes is if your regular tax bracket based off of your income is 10 to 15%, then you're paying 0% on your long-term capital gains. If your regular tax rate is 25 to 35, you're paying 15 on capital gains. And if it's the highest at 39.6%, then you're paying 20% on capital gains. It doesn't count as regular income, and finally, investing, it, it, it's not affected by the daily market cycles. <clears throat> Just a couple comments about the two. Uh, if, if you're going to trade, the goal isn't, or your goal shouldn't be, to outperform the market your goal should be to outperform a buy and hold investment strategy now a buy and hold investment strategy will compare their returns to the market's return so there you need to compare yours to the buy and hold strategy because i'm telling you i don't see how anybody could argue that trading is the same or less work than investing uh so if you're going to put in that much work that much time and that much effort you need to be outperforming 
the buy and hold strategies, investing. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Don't trade for the excitement. If you're trading for the excitement, you should just go to a casino. You have a much better time. It, that's not what the market's meant for. You're using it the wrong way. Don't do that. Um, so yeah, it's it's. If you're gonna trade, use your benchmark as uh, the basic buy and hold investment strategy, uh, and make sure you're using net return, not gross return. Not just oh look how much I made off of this trade. To consider your trading fees, your commissions, uh, as well as your taxes. You're paying more taxes on short-term capital gains than you are long-term. Uh, net return is the take-home profit, like I said, after taxes, fees, and commissions. So make sure that that's what, you, when you're comparing it to the buy and hold, that's what you're using. Um, let's see what else. You Generally, you just get to keep more of your money from investing. Uh, the, I could go into a lot of examples of this, but you just, the tax, as a percentage, the tax liability is less. Therefore, you get to keep more of your money. That's why it's really important if you're, if as a trader, you're only matching or averaging about the the basic buy and hold investment strategy then, and I'm not trying to convince you to invest instead of trade. That's not what I'm doing at all. Like I said, I I do trade some assets. That's not I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to stress like there there seems to be this trend, especially in the last five five years or so, five to ten years, where trading has just it's taken off and become popular. Like like the term entrepreneur, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur now. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Trading, especially stocks or Bitcoin or Forex and it even goes into like binaries and then you got options and all this stuff. Everybody wants to be a trader because they heard somebody got rich off of it. But what you're not hearing is everybody who lost their ass on it. Now, I'm not going to go into it too deep right now, but you also get the added tax benefit from investing in an IRA. IRA, that's just a retirement account, 401k. You may have one. Sometimes you get them through your employers and they also match your uh, your contributions. But that's a whole other topic I'm not going to get into right now. Uh, just know that you, you get even more added tax benefit when you do that. And I always suggest that you have an IRA that you're contributing to, that you're maxing out those contributions to, because you can only get the benefits. It's called the government only, or the IRS only allows you to get the benefits from X amount of dollars every year. So you make sure you're maximizing those contributions before you open up a speculative account, before you start trading, before you have another investment account that you just got some money in maximize contributions into an IRA account first um, trading may result in much larger gains over a shorter period of time but it also involves an equally greater amount of risk we've done covered that uh, risk is directly correlated to reward there's no doubt about it just keep that in mind with any investment I only suggest trading if you want to make a career out of it
That's the only way that I suggest doing it. Now, I think everybody should be an investor. Everybody should have an investment account. Everybody should have an IRA. But I only suggest trading, you personally trading your money or anybody else's. If you're going to make a career out of it, don't just do it for the money. You have to enjoy it. Just like with any career, you need to enjoy what you're doing. If you don't enjoy it, then you need to find a career that you do enjoy, that you can enjoy. Otherwise, you're, you're likely just wasting time and money that you could be putting towards that other career. You don't want to get to 30 or 40 or even 50 and realize that I've been doing the wrong career my whole life. I need to be doing this. I need to be podcasting. I need to have a YouTube channel. I need to open a shoe store. And one last time, risk is directly correlated to reward. Never forget that. If, if it, whether it's trading or investing stocks or any investment opportunity, the amount of, a lot of times, you like with scams, you'll have a scam artists come and pitch you, oh, how much you can make, how much money you'll make. We'll double, we'll triple, we'll quadruple in a week. If there's that much potential reward, there's that much guaranteed risk. Point blank, period. Finally, I gotta add a disclaimer to the end of this. Um, the information contained in this podcast should not be considered advice and is only my personal opinion. You didn't pay me for this. I'm not your advisor. <coughs> this is not an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any security or other investment vehicle. Always consult with a financial professional or an investment advisor before choosing to participate in any investment opportunity. Risk is directly correlated to reward. Never risk money that you can't afford to lose. And finally, I'm not a tax professional. If you have any questions or concerns related to taxes, consult with a CPA or other certified tax professional. Now that's the disclaimer. Let me touch on something real quick. Because the, the, the people that's listened all, the, this far, you probably like it. So let me just go ahead and throw this out there. If you or anybody you know talks down about a, fi a financial professional or an investment advisor, ex especially if when somebody has no experience investing in the market and they say, I'm not going to them, blah, blah, I can do it myself. Unless you're wanting to make a career out of it, unless you have experience in it, unless you have good reason to believe that you're going to be successful in this, that's, that's such an insult. That is a career that requires education and time and effort and work just like anything else, just like being a lawyer or a doctor. It's such an insult for somebody who's never done it before. That would be like you getting on an airplane and saying, that's okay, Captain, I got it from here and you trying to fly the plane because you played a couple video games or something. It's not the same thing. So don't think that because you hear these success stories that that means that you're going to have that same success. It's just... Uh, a lot of people are only going to learn the hard way, so I can't... There's nothing I'm going to say that's going to change your mind. But just make sure that it's what you're willing to do and please don't risk any more money than you can afford to lose. That's all for today's episode, though. Be sure to remember uh, the gold money account. That's goldmoney.com. Use referral code, referral code DrewTalksBiz, B-I-Z, no spaces, all lowercase. Uh, also, check out our Patreon account at 
patreon.com forward slash Drew Talks Business. Thanks so much. Stay tuned till next time.